Yo, what's up, guys? This is your girl, Coco, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's about life in general with the emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, family, guests come on the show and we kiki about whatever the topic for the day is. And so I'm going to go ahead and roll into the guest I have today. And it is my homie, Quan. We go back all the way, probably back to about 2008, 2009, when we both first came in the military. He ain't in the military no more. But, you know, you want to <laughs> go ahead, say what's up, and just tell the people a little bit about you. <laughs> what's going on, everybody? My name is Quan Farmer from North Carolina. I met Cole back in Friday 09. We got stationed little our right Air Force Base together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my dog. Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, did not have a drink with Cole. Uh, yeah, man. Because Quan ain't no drinker. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got my water. I got my water. I got water too. <laughs> So we're going to go ahead and get to get into the word on the street. You know, it's been a lot, a lot of mess surrounding this situation with the baby and the comments he made while he was performing at Rolling Loud in Miami. And so basically what he said was right. what said right. I'm listening. So not only did he offend the LGBT community, LGBTQ community, he also just, the statements were just very ignorant. So the first statement was, if you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexually transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, then put your cell phone light up. In this day and age, like, people live very productive lives with the, with the disease, with the HIV disease or AIDS, and it doesn't only affect the LGBT community, it affects many other people. And so I think like in this day and age to have that mentality is just ignorant. What you think, Kwan? Uh, I completely agree because um, I heard the statements. I don't know if he was putting that just solely on people who are um, homosexuals or whatever, but a lot of people uh, a lot of heterosexual couples get, you know, HIV just as well as uh, homosexuals as well. So it was definitely a very uh, ignorant statement. So I hope he wasn't tying the two together. But regardless, it was an ignorant statement indeed. And with the technology, with the medicine today, people are living long, 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 long productive lives with HIV. Johnson. Maddie Johnson caught HIV the year I was born. I'll be 31. In October, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, people need to stick to music, man. You know, yeah. Put the bag up like that. Mm-hmm. And then he went on mm-hmm. to say, fellas, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lighter up. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Just why? What? It was like, what even prompted him what? to, to say that? <laughs> Fact, I think the I think the the, the wild thing 
I'll never forget when me and you first came into the military, it was don't add, don't tell, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that we knew were marrying their friends so they wouldn't be suspected of homosexuality because when we came in the military, if you were homosexual, you would be put out of the military. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, when we was in the military or whatever, don't ask, don't tell, I was always on some stuff like, hey, let them people do them, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, don't concern me with my sexuality, what I got going on. I, I don't feel the need, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To what they got going on in their bedroom, mention that, bring that up in conversation or trying to clown somebody on what they got going on. And that usually be the people who are on that type of time. Yeah. Trying to hide from their own type of vibe, their own type of sexuality, blasting other people. So it was definitely corny, man. I hope he learned from it. You know what I'm saying? He definitely fucking up his bag right now, too. But yeah, I hope he is. learned from it, too. But then in the same token, it's just one of those things like even after he said it and people was commenting on social media about it, he was kind of just like brushing it off. Like, I'm going to still be great. I accept the challenge. Like what y'all saying is not going to stop me. And I think that's good to have that mentality. But at the same time, you saying you're not even remorseful to the people you offended. You know what I'm saying? So um, like you said, think music people need to stick to music and leave their personal opinions to themselves because those opinions everybody got an opinion and you are entitled to it but being in a line like like that you are you shouldn't want to fumble your bag you know what i'm saying right It's, it's it's a very pointless very pointless type of thing to go into like you, you performing your songs, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. Everybody vibing, whatever. Hey, yo, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot, like, you raise your hand. Yeah. How do we even get? How do we get here? Yeah. You saying, wait a minute. We was just, the whole crowd just singing sugar, and it's just like, yo, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot. You allowed to put your light in. Hold on, dog. We, you know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of <laughs> like. And it's wild, you know, when you do festivals, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of homosexuals is there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, why would you go at these people, you know, whatever, but it's just like, if it don't, what people do in their bedroom don't concern you, there's nothing really to talk about. You know what I'm saying? I'm a straight male. I rock how I rock, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But it's like, I ain't going out my way to target or offend somebody and stuff like that because it's, it's really pointless. It does nothing for me. It don't make me feel good. I ain't getting no extra money from doing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm over here with my shorty. He might be over here with his man or his girl. That has nothing to do or affect my pockets or what I got going on. Mm-hmm. So if I step out my way, had this conversation in the barbershop the other day, if I step out my way to go at you, that mean I'm trying to hide something or I'm insecure about something. You know what I'm saying? If I come wait, if I come for you and you way back there, that mean I'm really trying to hide something. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that the baby is gay, not saying that whatever. But you know, it was a corny thing he did. And so this is learn from it. 
You know what I'm saying? But a lot of these artists these days is just running on shock value as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of artists feel like they want to say something to stay in the headlines, to stay in the back of what's covered. So maybe that was the angle that he was taking. You yeah. Know what I mean? so, maybe you know. so. Um, but because of this comment, he has lost out on a lot of money. He was supposed to perform at Lollapalooza this past weekend in Chicago. His performance got canceled. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't want to be at Lollapalooza either. If you've seen that crowd that was there right. with Delta variant, it's like no thing. Right. But, um, you know, so that got canceled. He had a deal with Boohoo Men. It's a clothing line or a clothing store. And they dropped him. He had mm. a three-day festival in Vegas called Day in Vegas in November. That got canceled. Um, wow. The governor's ball got canceled. He was supposed to go over to the UK and do the Park Life Music Festival. That got canceled. And because of all these things getting canceled, I'm sure his PR people are like, yo, you need to do an apology. And of course, they drafted the, the apology for him. You can tell. And it's just like, nah, bro. <laughs> Keep keep that same energy. Don't come about right, right. now that your bag been affected. <laughs> right, right. And then in, in these days too, with the culture uh, cancel culture as well. I'm sure you felt like you know, you know what I'm saying. Whatever, but I, I hope that it's a lesson for anybody that's in their lane that's getting money in their lane. You know what I'm saying? In anything, any industry that you do. When people step outside of their lane or they start worrying about what somebody else is doing, commenting on what somebody else is doing, it's going to fuck up your, your fast lane to the money. So hopefully people will learn from that lesson and they're going to mind their fucking business at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? It's just mind your business or whatever. Yeah. I heard a comment that my man said. All right. Mm-hmm. You said that. I heard, a, I heard a comment that my man Boosie said. But it was kind of apples and oranges, you know what I'm saying? Boosie was saying that he's trying to force homosexuality on people just at the third, blah, blah, blah. But it was kind of apples and oranges from what Baby did. He attacked them. Yeah. It wasn't something that he said, yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm not having my kids do this. I'm not having my kids do that. Whatever. I'm not tolerating this or that. He went at people that suck a dick in the parking lot, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever, like. And then tying that in with AIDS and HIV, which wasn't smart, you know what I'm saying? So, like I said, hopefully he he, he learned from it. He's North Carolina on, so we, we hope that, you know, he don't get canceled, you know, that his career keep going on. And, you know, hopefully he's sincere, you know what I mean? We can, they keep rocking. Yeah, hopefully so. I've been seeing, you know, people being like cancel culture is – you know, y'all always trying to cancel somebody, but it's just like, when are we going to stop allowing people to do these things and still support them and allow them to get money? And if you want to cancel people, fine. If you don't want to cancel people, that's fine too. Like you have a right to do either or, but if somebody does cancel them, like, I feel like people have a right to change their opinions based on how people are acting. You know, if a person is doing something that you don't like, you would be like, yo, I'm not fucking with you no more. Right. You know, so it's just like, if you would do that with your people in your personal space, what is it about somebody that you you don't even know? You just know right. 
tell you on social media and what they sing about. I think with the cancel culture, man, they just, nobody's allowed to have an opinion no more. I think that's my issue with the cancel culture. You know what I'm saying? Like me and you get on the podcast and we had this episode and we had certain opinions about things. You know what I mean? It's kind of like people are getting canceled because or shut out because of their opinion also. That's the wrong part. You're on a baby circumstance and then you attack or you offend a certain or whatever. They have every right. That demographic has every right to cancel you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you go at AIDS and HIV community or you go at LGBTQ or whatever community and those certain particular people who are offended say, yo, we ain't fucking with you no more. And that's the God gave him right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And so, you know, I hope he learned from his lesson that, you know, mind the business that pays you because apparently you done lost money talking about something you don't know nothing about. So, do better the baby. You know, if y'all feel like y'all need to cancel him, do what you got to do if you still want to support you like his music, do so. Nobody is going to be offended for whatever choice that you make. Right. You know, so now we're going to talk about Lamar Odom. We know Lamar Odom has had multiple reasons to be in the media. Um, but as of recently, he was just ordered to pay almost $400,000 to his ex in child support or back child support um, that he was ordered to pay in about 2015. So what's included in that payment is $91,000 in outstanding child support, $88,000 in rent, and $161,000 for their children's college fund and expenses, and about $40,000 for her legal fees and expenses. And... I just feel like, of course, I feel like any person, if you owe child support or whatever, like you're due your money. But in that same token, I feel like when you're dealing with these type of men, you need to be doing something to make sure you can still maintain the lifestyle that you have with that person, you know, versus depending on them to take care of those things for you. Because it's like, for instance, like the settlement was back in 2015 and it's six years later and you still asking for this money. Right. Right. Um, when it comes to stuff like that, I feel like we all adults. I feel like we all able adults, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's unfair for men and women to be paying one astronomical numbers. I'm talking Mary J. Blas, the Kelly joints, the Dr. Dre's. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Just because you was with somebody, that person owes you 200000 for your time and your services. And that's, that's BS, in my humble opinion. Um, when it comes to like Lamar Odom, hell, he was just in a coma fighting for his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember listening to a podcast where he was saying how, oh, this was when all the when Kobe Bryant died. And he was giving his uh, testimony about Kobe Bryant. He had to ask Kobe Bryant, to bail him out of that on financial troubles. And he was broke. So I don't even understand where this $400,000 is gonna come from. He just had to get on a celebrity 
boxing joint to put some coins in his pocket, about $40,000 in his pocket, et cetera, et cetera. The man just ain't got 400 bands. He made an appearance on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta as Carly Red boyfriend or the person she dated. Facts. So you know he's trying to get some money. He pop up on Love and Hip Hop. He's trying to get some ba- a bag. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then you got this dad on, yo, $80,000 in rent. First yeah. of all, who renting those $80,000 worth? You know, it's just well, like. She, she got an apartment on the Upper East Side of New York. Of Manhattan. That's what I heard. You know what I'm saying? I read the article too, but I, I just think that, I think that this thing is a blasphemy. I think that, uh, I think everybody hand is in it. I think the lawyer's percentages is in it. Mm-hmm. I think that the whole family court system is ran off the man's pocket. Um, and I think that um, I, I mean, think it's that just a man's pocket. Let's just say, like, you know, in people's pockets, because like Mary J. had to pay her ex a whole lot of money, you know? Yeah, well, that, that's far and few in between. It is. If we're gonna be, if we're gonna keep it, it hot, the women. it still happens to women, but it's far and few in between, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? So, I, I believe that, I believe that. We are able bodies. I believe that we are adults. Um, another tragic thing is that Lamar Odom children with her is I believe twenty three and yeah. and 20, twenty. I want to say yeah. Give it a rest. Yeah, like this <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Long. Like I can see you asking for maybe back child support, college money, but your lawyer fees, your rent. To me, that sounds like you're trying to find a quick come up real fast. A real quick 400 bands mm-hmm. that you don't feel like you're able to get yourself. Yeah. If we keep it all the way hot, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's kind of like, yo. And then I, I, I'm really surprised that the coma situation wasn't taken into consideration. Right. Like That man was fighting for his life for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in that coma. He was in the hospital for a while with the overdose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. I, I just think that these numbers that we seeing constantly on social media is just really getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. It's really it's damn near an extortion. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah I, I do think that, I mean, I guess it goes back to like a, when it comes to like alimony and stuff. And I'm assuming they wasn't married because it's not talking about alimony. It's just talking about her rent, the back child support, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. um, it's to to make that you have to maintain, your children have to have the same type of lifestyle in both places or whatever, I think is the thought process behind, you know, the amount of money that they require these people to pay. But in the same token, I right. feel like a lot of these women have children by these wealthy men with the anticipation that they have found their meal ticket. You know what I'm saying? And so if it work, they not upset. They just on to the next. But they still going they still going to try and get that bag about you. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. And that's why a lot of people. That's why a lot of uh, in the NFL. In the NBA that I know of, read an article on, they have these classes now for rookies. 
They had these classes about extortion. They had these classes about um, uh, being game and hustled and this and the third, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? To where it was, it was happening so much that they had to install or insulate a, a class on not how to get burnt. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of these players now are waiting to have children until they get into the latter years of their career, or they are waiting to get married, et cetera, et cetera, until they get out of their career. Um, a lot of people, when they on 30 for 30 broke, a lot of these athletes, as soon as they get out of the leagues, they are getting divorced. Yeah. And they running off with the bag. Uh, Von Miller. Von Miller, every time he has sex with a woman, he has a sign permission. Every time. They had the girl he been having sex with for years. Every single time she signs a contract saying, I'm giving Von Miller permission to have my body. Wow. That's how, that's how deep he goes. You got to your ass with these types of You got to. We see what T.I. Tiny up into right now. Yes, you have to. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I think that's crazy that you have to take that type of precaution in in your long term relationships with people. But um, it's a, it's a CYA just to make sure somebody is not trying to take you for everything you got. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts. Everything that you fucking work for. People see that hundred million dollars come across that screen. They want a piece. They like agents want a piece. <laughs> You feel me? Family want a piece. Yep. Agencies want a piece. Females that come along want a piece. Everybody want a piece of that hundred hundred million dollars. They feel like they, you can't even spend that all by yourself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So everybody is coming off of that, that one contract. So people got it, like you said, they got to have them CYA about themselves. But I definitely think I I think it's great that these organizations are providing rookies with these type of classes and stuff like that just to to help them be aware of the the craziness that's out there once they enter to enter into that world because I mean a lot of them don't come from money you know what I'm saying like this is the person to have ever had money in their family. So like you said, everybody think they should be brought along for the ride. Everybody trying to get on the ride, you know? So, and and when you got it, you just like, yeah, I got it. I got you. You know, you you handing out money left and right. Not realizing like, you, you got to be smart about this because if you keep giving, giving, you ain't gonna have nothing. And then when you ain't got it no more, these people ain't gonna be around you no more. Correct. Correct. And when it comes to and when it comes to the situations with, with women, a lot of men don't understand the men were men were created with strength, right? Lifting things, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. My humble opinion, I feel like women were made with smarts and seduction. Like uh if you if you read Adam and Eve's story. Uh, Eve, they don't get talked about enough of her, of her art of seduction. Mm. Eve bit that fruit and made that shit look sexy. In my humble opinion, <laughs> eat this daggone fruit. I know it. I know what God said. And that's how I felt. She's really naked in the garden. She got the fruit and she sit up there and she telling this man, "Listen, yo, eat this daggone fruit. This thing is great. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's how the story began. But you think the power woman, the woman, her mind, it's that and third, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's beautiful. We got strength. We, we use our physicality. We use our testosterone. Women can use their femininity, their seduction, their smarts. You know what I mean? And whatever. And it's just like when this, you see all some of these guys you know, on Instagram, it's, this IG model, this, this whatever, this ass, these titties. And it's like, yo, if you was at Food line working at Harris Teeters a shield. This girl walked right past you. That's if I was in that circumstance, I wouldn't be too full of myself, even though I got millions of dollars, right? I'd be like, okay, when I was in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, this particular style girl would walk right past me. Yeah. Now that I'm back on in the NFL and I'm, I'm in the NBA and I'm making a hundred million dollars, I think to myself, would she give me the time of day? If I was a nine to five guy, if I was a military guy, whatever, you know mm. what I'm saying? If the answer is no, then I'd be like, I'm good because there's got to be some type of setup. You know what I'm saying? She got to be trying to get, that's how I look at it. Yeah. And I have, I mean, honestly, people in that type of position, I think they should look at it that way. You know, like, what is it that, that you think you can get from me? You know what I'm saying? Like, even though a lot of Correct. Are, are nice looking you know what I'm saying but do you have the substance to go along with you know because you got money and, and all of this and that so um yeah and it's like I mean it's some ugly athletes too but they be getting women just like that and maybe they okay with it because yeah. they weren't getting that play before and now they now they are yeah yeah you're right about that but, you know, hopefully Lamar, or since he's ordered to pay this money already, hopefully, you know, he can go ahead and, and get this out the way so old girl can go away because his children are grown. Is he, it a one-time payment? That's all it's saying is a, a one-time payment. Unless he can't make it and then maybe they'll make it stop, let him make installments or something. Mm. You know, I hope it's like one time. Put it in the rears or something like that. How, how I hope his friends. I hope his friends that he that he made over the years. I hope they bail him out. <laughs> I hope they got enough in the stash to be like, that's light. Let's let's help Lamar out and get him mm-hmm. out of the way. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully, well, you better get like Scotty and start start doing um. Uh, you know, reporting for the sports, uh, sports cast and shit like that, <laughs> randomly popping up on the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, he better man. Hey, loving hip hop. He better. Hey, makes more appearances. Be regular. You know what I'm saying? Get that. <laughs> get, get, do what you got to do. Get that money. <laughs> but as we talk about child support i think that is a great segue into the hot cup of cocoa so in this hot cup of cocoa how kwan even got on this episode i was looking for (laughs) single mothers who wanted to talk about their experience as a single mother and he hit me up and was like yo i can talk about this <laughs> but <laughs> at that point so here he is 
So, right. you know, first let's let's go ahead and kind of like establish the relationship status. So what is your current relationship status? My current relationship status is I have a girlfriend. Um, I was, I got a divorce back in 18. Um, so yeah, been dating him. He's on solid. So that's my current, my current wave right now. Okay, okay. And then how many children do you have? I have two children. I have a 10-year-old named Yari. Mm-hmm. And I have a three-year-old named Angel. Okay. Both and boys. then both boys. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then are they, do they both live near you? Are they with the same parent? <clears throat> uh, no. When I first got in the military, um, my oldest son, I was conceived when I was 19 years old. And my youngest son was with uh, my ex-wife. And um, my oldest son, he's kind of traditional every other weekend type of thing, summers, holiday breaks, whatever. He stayed about an hour away. And my youngest son, he stayed with me. So I may go on the road for three days. I come home, he's with me for another five. Okay. that's how the balance is with that, you know. That's what's up. At least they both like close to you, so you can, you know, see them and you know have right. a relationship with them because a lot of people don't necessarily have that, and especially people like in the military per se. You know what I'm saying? If right. you with that other parent, you could be states away from your child, countries away from your child. So right. I think it's, you know, good that you have that opportunity to see your kids on a regular basis and right. establish that presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think, you know, in this day and age, everybody want to say, oh, women can do it on their own. You know, we don't need a man. But I definitely think there is something to having a father figure or the father of your child in their, you know, present in their lives. If I feel like if they're gonna be a right. productive most definitely person in their life, because to me, if you ain't gonna do nothing, you might as well. We don't need to even know about you, keep it pushing. But <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you, what do you consider not doing anything? What is that? What does that mean to you? Is that monetary? Is that what is that? No, it's everything, it's monetary. Mm. Um, mm not showing up when when needed or mm-hmm. you know like you live in the same town with your father but you only see your father on holidays you right. know what I'm saying? it's like right. you could just stay where you was at you know what i'm saying right. you can go a whole nother 365 like right 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 oh i get what you're saying I get what yeah you're like saying. if you if you just not going to be present like you you, right. you gotta sign a birth certificate like good day sir <laughs> Good day. All right, all right, all right, all right. But, um, you know, so I know your youngest son is is with you when you're not on the road. So how did, you, how did y'all find yourselves in a situation where y'all decided to, to separate? Um, I, I think that, 
I think that I boiled it down to it like this. I think that the military forces us to grow, act older, and be older than what we really are. Mm-hmm. Or um, we didn't understand the responsibilities of being husband and wife and what that really meant. So mm-hmm. when, once that happens, it'll always end one way or another. If that's infidelity, if that's lying, if it's uh, finances, if it's, you know what I'm saying, it'll always end in some shape, form, or another. Yeah. So that, I think that's what we ran into. Uh, we got married, I believe I was 20. Um, hold on, sorry. Mm-hmm. When we got married, I had a phone call come through. We got married, I believe I was 23. Um, she was 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't understand personally what it meant to be a husband. Um, you would think that you would have it figured out. You would think you were trying to be on the whim or whatever, but especially when you never had like a, a real example. And she didn't know how to be a wife at 21 years old. You know what I'm saying? And then you have older people telling you like, no, nah, I don't make that mistake. Don't do this, don't do that, whatever. Then you try to be rebellious. You know what I'm saying? Even want to do it even more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you already know our lifestyle. Our lifestyle is back-to-back deployments. Our lifestyle is TDYs. Our lifestyle is um, being constantly on the move. You know what I'm saying? So it's like older people in our our lifestyle in the military, master sergeants and up. Even though you young, that's sorry, but usually a master sergeant is a 20th year, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the military. So you're talking what 38 and up, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, they haven't even figured out how to balance separation and time and all that type of stuff. So yeah. we played the game and we lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it came about. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Um <clears throat> thought process just just feeling like you know making decisions you're not necessarily prepared for um you know feeling like this is what I'm supposed to be doing you know Mm -hmm. because when you think about it when you're young you come into the military everybody is getting married you know it be like tech school love and for y'all not been in the military tech school is where you go to learn your job. And that school can be from anywhere from six weeks to two years. But, and sometimes people get married in that six week time span. And so um, you get to your, your first job, everybody at your job is married. You feel like you're the outcast because you're not married, you know, you, you feel the pressure to be like, well, I should be getting married too, you know? Correct. The military forces us to grow older. Way we put it like this. This this is my my uh, best analogy for it. You take an eighteen year old college student. You take an eighteen year old military student. Um, excuse me, eighteen year old uh, military guy. It's two different lifestyles. Uh, college is partying, drinking, smoking, studying. You know, saying going on to your next career. Us is no smoking. There's no underage drinking. Is nothing. Once you get to that base of 18, 19 years old, 
you expect me to act like a 35 years old, a 35 year old guy. I mean, shit, we was in what Afghanistan at 19, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like yeah. that. And it's like, you know, they expect you to act way mature than what you really are. Mm-hmm. So then, like you said, you look around and everybody's married or whatever, and you'll meet somebody and you just met that person and they about to go get stationed somewhere else. You're about to go get stationed somewhere else. So you figure, yo, let's get married so we can go to the same base. You thinking in your head that you just about to be on some boyfriend-girlfriend shit, but they about to share last name. They about to be on each other's benefits, life insurance, et cetera, et cetera. Nah, that's your wife. That's, that's not a military. Not affected if you get caught cheating, like... Correct. Yeah. Red. It's a crazy lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hell, we got married to get out of the dorms. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> look, and then, you know, we was talking about earlier with the homosexuality. People was getting married to their straight friends and not seem like they were gay or whatever yeah. we do to stop from getting put out when we was first getting in the military. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We really used marriage as a benefit. As a benefit. Because all the benefits were for married people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You get more pay. You get out the dorms. You get you get housing allowance. This astronaut, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like military had you on something, yo, you better get married out the gate. Yeah. So that's how it was. Yeah, definitely. So I, I can understand how, you know, how y'all situation probably didn't pan out like you originally anticipated it to. So since you guys have been divorced or separated for the past three years, how has co-parenting been for you? Co-parenting um, with her isn't bad um while we were together she's seen how it was with my oldest son and for the most part she tried to not put me through that with our child mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying co-parenting with my oldest son is hell you know what i'm saying is it's thousands of dollars and in, in, in lawyer joints is you know what I'm saying, child support and all this type of stuff, you know what I mean? So um, our situation is completely different from whatever. And she wants our child to have a father, you know what I'm saying? She's see, seen the father that I am to my oldest son, you know what I'm saying? How much, how our relationship is and how tight that we are. Yeah. So she uh, tries not to get in the way of that, don't want to get in the way of that, so. Yeah, it's kind of a blessing and a curse because it's kind of like, nah, I can't be that person that I seen for nine years or for for so you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't be that person I seen almost for a decade. I can't be that that bitter, that evil, whatever. And I don't want my son growing up with that type of uh, trauma. You know what I mean? That's a perfect word for it. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, so I think it's all right. Okay, okay. So you did mention, you know, paying child support. How did you feel about being put on child support? And I'm I'm gonna make an assumption and you can correct mm-hmm. me, but you know, it sounds like you're not necessarily on child support for your second child, but maybe mm-hmm. the first child. No, definitely. Um my my first child, I mean my second child, honestly, I can't be. I got them too much, so mm. <laughs> that, that's, that's a no-go, no way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but for my, my first child, man, um, it's degrading, 
if, 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 if I put any word to it, it's, it's, it's really degraded mm-hmm. um, to be in a system. Um, it, it ain't even a dollar amount. Even if the dollar amount was $2, I still feel like it's degraded. You know what I mean? My son, uh, honestly, not even a brat, he lived a life that most adults haven't lived. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he has things, um, material things that, you know, a lot of people don't have. He got a four-wheeler. I would jury, he would jury. He had all the shoes you could think of, gang systems and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, He'd been to the Pro Bowl. Uh, he went to Miami for his birthday. He'd been in New York. He'd been on uh, whatever. He has autographed this, autographed that. Yeah. Let him tell it. He, he, he gets in trouble in school for talking about how, how his life, you know what I'm saying? He want to talk about what he did on the weekend. He got that bragging. He to brag about it, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like it really is, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, and also with our situation too, um, I feel like that I got to pay to see my child. And I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like it at all, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, um, child support, I get it. Um, at first, when we split, I was having them um, six months out of the year. She had them six months out of the year. Mm-hmm. Even then, I don't even see how, you know, whatever, this before school age. But when we started school, I got stationed back at Seymour Johnson, which is in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the same state. Um, like I said, when I was in Arkansas, I had no problem, you know, kicking out money. Kicking out extra money when I'm deployed. Right. Uh, I'm only obligated to pay $500 a month. When I was deployed, I was sending $900 a month just because I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? And then for me, deployments, I felt guilty as hell anyway. I felt like fucking deadbeat, to be honest. <laughs> Even though we got to do what we got to do, but it's just like six, seven months away from your child, man, that thing was devastating. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I felt like I had to get out of 10 years too. Mm-hmm. I just, I just won't feel it. Uh, being away from my kids that long, yeah. to be completely honest, um, the lifestyle that come with it, the possibility of getting stationed somewhere else like besides North Carolina mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff, I couldn't stomach it. So I just retired. I just decided to go ahead and get out at 10. Yeah. So, man, it was a big reason why I got out. Um, child support for me, to me, is for people who are distant. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, people who uh, may stay in another state for his child, so the burden is all on the custodial parent. Right. Child support for me is for people who don't want to be involved in their children's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but child support shouldn't be for somebody who is uh, active, that want to be active, um, who stay in the same, um, basically the same vicinity of their child. My, yeah. my, my youngest son is 10 minutes up the street. Yeah. Um, my, my oldest son is an hour. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing to where I can't go get my oldest son out of school. Right. Drop him off at school. You know what I mean? My mom stayed uh, an exit away from my oldest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at child support. You know what I mean? And then I also look at for man or a woman. If you cannot financially support children, they should be with the other parent. That's how I feel. I don't feel like it should be uh, some type of boost. Mm-hmm. of yo whatever because when my children was me I get no type of support yeah you know what I'm saying but I can support my kids you know surprisingly I have known uh 
women in the military who are able and capable to take care of their children, but, you know, for whatever reason, they'll get a divorce or separate from that other parent that's not in the military, and they'll give that other parent the custodial, like the sole custodial, um, you know, sole custodial, whatever, over child and the woman has paid child support i've seen that in the military and i was actually surprised because i'm like what it's not common, right yeah, right. it's not common so it's just right. like girl why you ain't right. got your child <laughs> but you right. know just being like you know i don't know the circumstances or whatever mm-hmm. but just seeing what you you said it would make sense you know, because the lifestyle we live is it's all over the place. You're not guaranteed to be in the in the same spot. You may not always be able to to get to your child. And and I see it all the time when there right. are single mothers in the military and they doing it by themselves. You get stationed places where you don't have no family, no support system, you know, and it's just like who is going to watch my child? And your job is looking at you like, well, you got a job to do. You know, where's you your family have a, care plan? You better have a family care plan. Right. Like, no family. Who's supposed, who's supposed to take care of your child? And you right. relying on your neighbors, people that you work with. The people you work with can't take care of your child because they at work too. Correct. You Correct. know, like, I have so many people list me as like an emergency contact for their kids. And it's just like, yeah, you right. put me down, but we in the same boat. Right. I think that, uh, and I think that's what it is with my youngest, to be honest. Um, I think that where we at is, it's kind of inevitable. You know what I'm saying? Right now, she's an instructor, so she has a a, a job where she's on. Um, right. So it's mm-hmm. like, whatever. But uh, by the time she comes up out that job, she had been deployed in three years. She on debt. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it wouldn't make sense for my youngest to be like, yo, I'm about to dip and he's coming back in six months. Yeah. And then he's going to stay with me for six months until whatever. And then he'll go back. And mm-hmm. then when she has to go, what, on another training mission or she has to do this, she has to do that, he's coming right back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's sad. It was a life we live, but it's, at the end of the day, it's to a point where he might always just stay. Yeah, you know, man, it is what it is. But I, you know, it, and it's not a case where I think in society, I think in society, we look at women as deadbeat moms if they don't have any children. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that in that case, we should you know stop doing that narrative because it be forcing women to do some shit that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They they you know if like you mentioned, if you about to go get stationed in England mm-hmm. and it's just you and that child, you're gonna take the child from his whole entire family. Yeah. It's not, it's not smart. You know what I'm saying? It's just like uh, her mom is a is very active mom, a grandma. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Her mom will come all the way down to North Carolina. If I had him here in North Carolina and she got stationed overseas, if I needed her, her mom would come down to North Carolina in a drop of a hat for her grandson, her only grandson, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then her, and she's an only child. Mm-hmm. So they family this small, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, that's what we had with it. I got support from her side of the family, my both sides of my family, and that's just what it is. And that's what's yeah. just what makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I definitely think that's one of the reasons 
I have not had children is because I'm not settled. You know what I'm right. saying? I would never like, and I get it. You know, they say people first, mission always, but the mission is always going to come before your family, regardless right. of how many ways they try and flip it to make it seem right. family is important. Sometimes that's just right. the case. And not at all. I would just hate to be in a position where I would have to leave my child for six months to a year, you know what I'm saying, because of the military. And so, you know, at some point I have to, you know, because that is something I see in my future, that is something I'm going to have to to deal with at some point because I ain't got forever to be having kids either. You know, I have to, to come to terms that it is something I'll have to face at some point. Right. I mean, and it's a very noble thing, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people do these things to where, like, okay, you bring a child in this world and the lifestyle that we live in, and it's kind of like a selfish thing on our part. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you go career-oriented, you know what I'm saying? And you doing your thing, you moving up in the ranks and this, that, the third. It's like, where's this time for a child? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you don't been to your fourth base in five years and your child has moved from school to school, gotta go to grandma house, gotta come back, gotta do this, gotta do that. Where's the time for that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah we all wanna reproduce, we all wanna leave a legacy in this, that, and the third, but it's kind of like, yo, how did it fit in? Like, is it fair to a child in this, that, and the third? Right. And like I said, that's why I had to make that decision for myself. It's like, okay, what's best for my children? Mm-hmm. If I stay in the military, then um, I have been in this space for a certain amount of time, I just don't think it's fair to leave my oldest child here in North Carolina on behalf of the uniform. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. So I had, I had a slot. <clears throat> so I know a lot of people, they always ask me, like, you going to do more than 20? And I'm like, nah, I got to go. You know, right. like, I've put my life on hold for as long as I can at this point. You know what I'm right. saying? And, you know, within, I, and I got six and a half years as of this week left in the military and right. it's just like I mean it ain't happening tomorrow it could happen within the next year I don't know but I do feel like at least my child at that point would be young enough where maybe they don't remember this absence and yeah it'll kill me because I won't be around my child for whatever reason but you know, I have that opportunity once I retire to be that full-time parent to my child, you know, versus it being like, well, my job, my job, you know, and I'm just like, nah, I can't, I can't do that. Right. You know, like I, I get it. This has been my way of life. The only, only way I know of how to maintain my lifestyle, but the military ain't meant forever. You know, nah. at some point, you you have to give it up at some point. And my right. I have to give it up point is at 20. Right. Most definitely. And I, and I think that um, especially male to male, military to military, for people who don't know out there or whatever, yeah. especially with male to male, it's like, yo, it's best to have a child with somebody who's not in the military. Because, my God, what people go through in the military as far as 
okay, you might deploy from January to July. Your spouse might deploy from July to the following January. Right. So you know you what I'm saying? A whole year whole without year. dealing with your spouse. Right. Intentionally. Facts. And then it's like, you, and then you got a child in that situation. It's wild. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of best if you do have a civilian to where, like, all right, if you um, deploy, you do your six, you just come back home to your fam. You don't deploy for another 12 to 18 at least and get it in. The strain that it puts on marriage is just wild. You know what I'm saying? Then with distance, people say distance makes your heart grow fonder. No, the fuck it don't. No, it don't. Not. It just don't. Distance goddamn put thoughts in that mug. It, it put, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then with the military, yo, the worst thing it does is let you know how much you can live without a person. How much you can live without that person. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just what it is. If you go a full year without seeing somebody and you made it and you just like, yo, all right, I'm good. Like, whatever. That, that shit, when that person come back, It'd be the hardest switch to turn back. Bless you. It'd be the hardest switch to turn back on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The people got to cope with it, getting back into that routine of another mm-hmm. person. Somebody do a whole 12 months without you in their routine. Joe or Mary about to come through that back door. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely, like I've known a lot of couples who, you know, find themselves apart for a period of time and, you know, for a woman, it may be, you know, when I'm at home with my husband or my family, you know, I'm I'm making dinner, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, you know, like I'm about my family. But then right. you have deployments or year-long assignments where you're not with your family and you find opportunities to just be about yourself, like, oh, I can go to the gym uninterrupted. Yeah. I, can go, I can go to school uninterrupted. Like, I right. can party uninterrupted you know what I'm saying and like a lot of people you know like you were saying earlier like we not we expected to act so much older than what we are when we finally when we you know get in the military or whatever and so a lot of times like you go on these remote remote tours without your family like people use that as an opportunity to cut up you know what I'm saying like maybe you your family young so you didn't have that experience of like going out and clubbing and just being free so then you go on this year-long assignment and you ain't got nobody to be accountable for but yourself and it's just like they lose their minds lose their mind lose their mind they they, they live a life that they they, they've been craving to live yeah you know what i'm saying for a very long time and it's just like not the shit i've been there you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna sit here and talk like judgmental or whatever. So it's just like, yo, you 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 get over there on deployment and you 22 years old and it's at the third and at home you've been acting like you're 42. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, you act a fool. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, but it's but and it's crazy. It's human. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. A lot of people, you know, we'll tell our life story, tell our story to you. It's at the third day, we like, yo, y'all some nasty motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we, but we human though. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you get over there, and it's like it ain't prison, right? But it's prison. Yeah, it's prison. you get over that mug, you get in the routine. It's at the third. Yeah, if you if you dropped over there, and and and. 
and no baby shit. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. You know, I ain't getting at the homosexuals and this and the third. But you getting over there and you dropped over there with a whole bunch of women and a whole bunch of men and homosexual shit ain't your lifestyle. Then you're going to go ahead, do your push-ups, go hit the weight room, go get the cafeteria, play some hoops, do what you do, go to bed. You dropped over there with the opposite sex. It's different. If shorty daggone that's been working on her body for the daggone three months, but hitting that gym up, this, that, and third, the temptation is that. If the over here got little shit, you know, he, he, he pumping the iron and this, that, and that third, and then shorty see him and this, oh, shit. We over there on our prison body shit. Don't get it twisted. We over there in the hot Afghanistan sun, Dubai, Qatar. We running, we hitting gym, and this and the third. Everybody in peak form when you step out that dormitory room. You know what I'm saying? The temptation is stupid. The temptation is crazy. You ain't had sex in four or five months. The temptation temptation just it's on some wild shit you know what i'm saying so it's 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 a wild it's a when you think on it it's a wild lifestyle yeah it's a wild lifestyle it's very temporary very very temporary people are very temporary you know what i'm saying this is not people that you about to be working with for 20 yeah we've been in for 20 but the people we're working with we've been working with for two or three years right and they gone the people we deploy with, we only deploy with them for six months, and they're out of our lives. Mm-hmm. People who live a normal civilian thing, they could come home to a wife for 20 years every single night. Yeah. We don't. You know what I'm saying? The 20-year span, you might deploy seven times. Yeah. And people who don't know, that's probably about three, four years out of your life Yeah. that you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, being in the military, it, it can definitely put a strain on your personal life um, and, and pretty much all aspects of it. But, you know, learning how to cope, learning how to stay focused, even though it's not always the easiest, you know, it's, it's definitely something that, you know, you have to actively work on every day. Definitely. Definitely. They say the main thing in, in marriage that, that, that caused divorces is finance, sex, and communication. That's the main three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And military, you have a lack of sex and you have a lack of communication off rip. Off rip. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's an uphill battle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it, it was definitely a beast. And like you said, raising kids in it. And and doing what we do is just, I hate to say inevitable because some people have made it work. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Some, some people have done it work. And you know, yeah. it's some people that have made it work, but they done been through the ring of hey. the Hey, <laughs> they, they done been through that gauntlet. You know what I'm saying? They done been through the fire. <laughs> oh, man. This is whoo. And know? I will say for any couple that has made it, you know, 20 plus years in the military, like more power to them because right. they they were able to to choose each other after whatever right. they had been through. Whether right. even if it ain't got nothing to do with cheating, but just the constantly being gone, you know, that type of thing. Like one person might be feeling like I'm always left carrying the pieces. 
You know what I'm saying? When you can just leave and go to work every day and act like nothing is going on, but I'm stuck in it every day, you know? So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a lot of work to it. I think marriage in itself is a lot of work. And then you add being in the military to it and it makes it that much more work. It makes it that much more harder. I read a book. I read a book and this is, this let me know because whenever I got my divorce, I had went through a self-accountability stage. Like instead of pointing the finger, instead of talking shit about her and telling telling people about this, that, and the third, blah, 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 I, I kind of looked at it like, what can I do moving forward to be better? And what did it take to even be a husband, this, that, and the third? And when I started reading and when I start, you know, thinking, I started noticing how far off I am. Matter of fact, I read a book with Malcolm X, autobiography of Malcolm X, and he was talking about how he met Betty Shabazz and how he knew that was his wife and how he knew he was ready. First of all, he was celibate for a very long time after he made his transition to the nation, right? Mm-hmm. That's first and foremost. Um, so he, he was teaching himself how to deal with temptation, you know, showing off because he was a, a man of power. All the women in the nation and who was out of the nation wanted him. Yeah. So he was talking about Betty Shabazz. He got bored down to the the core things of marriage, sickness and health, sick of, uh, sick of poor, sickness and health, uh, uh, ritual for poor, death do you part. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if I'm broke, would she stay with me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, if I'm sick, would she be by my, my bedside? Would she aid me or would he aid me? Um, to death do us part. Is she in it for the long haul? You know what I'm saying? Or we about to be co-parents. Or we, our kids gonna be over here and then over here on this weekend or whatever we do. You know what I'm saying? Or we in this thing for life, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? And you already know how his story is. He was in it for life, you know? Yeah. But one thing that he spoke on that was real deep to me, especially for us being in the military, he was helping the beginning part of the nation and building the nation. Mm-hmm. So he was talking about from a spiritual ass point, Betty Shabazz said to him, she wrote a letter saying, yo, I know you out there on a mission. You're doing God's work. I haven't seen you in two months. I'm not mad. I'm still here. I ain't going nowhere. And you be the man that you was destined to be. And I'm going to support you. How I was destined to support you. Yeah. And he said, that's how he knew that was his wife. It wasn't looks. It wasn't, um, it wasn't lust. My shit was lust. You know what I'm saying? Ex white, beautiful, long hair, black and Mexican, thick, whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was on stone. I ain't want no other man to have her, whatever. It was never rich or poor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sickness or health, death mm-hmm. do its part. I never in my 22 year old self <laughs> ran down that goddamn list. Like, whatever. It was never on some stuff to where, well, I'm deployed, you know what I'm saying? You're doing a mission. You just that in the third. I'm about to support you and vice versa. When she deployed, it was never on some whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like Betty Shabazz and Malcolm or people that like that is on a different spiritual connection. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So whoever out there is listening is like thinking that you're ready to get married, just ask yourself those three questions and ask the person, ask yourself the person you're connected on a spiritual level where you basically can feel each other when you're not even in each other's presence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you that you that connected. 
that's the person you marry. The person who gonna wipe your ass if you ever need it. You know what I'm saying? The person who who gonna come up with a plan with you when you broke. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, we down. You know what I mean? Whatever. And, and when we go on back and reiterating what didn't work, that's what didn't work. Fuck the infidelity, fuck everything else. It's those core things in marriage that's, that didn't work. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one thing for certain. I definitely think when you enter into marriage, you should be asking the hard questions and not basic reunion based off of, like you said, lust, feeling like I want to be with this person just because I don't want nobody else to have them. You know, those, yeah, possession. Those are not the reasons you want to, you want to marry somebody. So when you take into account getting married and and I feel and I feel like this is valid like we can say this because we mm-hmm. both been married and mm-hmm. I don't believe I, I don't believe I got married with those intentions either you know right. what I mean? for the like thinking back on it like at the time when I was going through it I may have felt you know I was in it for the long haul but thinking back on it like I really wasn't because I questioned right myself all the time on how long can I stay married how 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 long can I make it you know what I'm saying and not because I felt tempted to go elsewhere whatever it was just things within a relationship just wasn't right 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 and especially when you get married young you're forcing it you forcing uh, you you forcing the square into a round pig, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. forcing the fuck out of it where you like, yo, you looking at each other. Honestly, we got to a point where we was looking at each other like to save each other. Like, please say it. No, you say it. Yeah, we gotta get up out of this thing. I don't wanna be the one that be like, yo, I'm I'm a slide, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it's like the other person don't wanna be like that either. So it's like a kind of but thing. Somebody gotta say it. Somebody got to get up out of this thing. Mm-hmm. And then divorce is embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? It really is. It really is. Like, yo, yeah. especially in the social media room. Mm-hmm. You've been posting your wife and you've been making status and boom, boom, boom. Divorce. Boom. Nah, that ain't on your page no more. <laughs> you deleting all the pictures and all that shit. Divorce it. It ain't cool, man. Like, you know, having your kid over here, having whatever over there, it's not cool. And then these days, too, and I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and before we get up out of here, this co-parenting shit is OD. And I'm a part of the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What is O-fucking-D? It's to the point now where you might well have people waiting outside the delivery room. It should be a man and a woman, or however you rock, outside of the fucking delivery room, how we rocking these days. Yeah. Everybody is stepdaddy and stepmom. You know what I'm saying? And it's to the point how I feel. It's just like, yo, we have to, we, before we conceive, before we watch color, we have to figure, are we here? Because we affecting the kids like a motherfucker. We bringing people into their lives. You know what I'm saying? People are losing kids. Mm-hmm. Because of the people who they bringing into their lives. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is not how it started. You bring this man and this woman who would do harm to the child into the land. You know I mean, right. it's getting outrageous because everybody I know is co-parenting. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, yo, everybody bringing these, they kids and her kids and your kids, they bringing them together. Right. Having blend, another child. blend everybody, blend it in a mm-hmm. bitch. The older you get, the blended you gonna be. The more blended it's gonna get. <laughs> the more, <laughs> the more blended it's gonna be. Yeah. Cause my two covet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, yo, it, it's really wild, man. So yeah, I mean that's 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 basically my story, man. Hell yeah. Damn. <laughs> we blended out here, man, for real. <laughs> God. Yeah, blended. But you know, I you know, I'm grateful that we were able to have this conversation. Like I said, I initially was looking to have it with a woman to hear her perspective and how she mm-hmm. felt about it. But I think it's good to hear the male perspective on this. And I don't think we hear it enough. So, you know, I appreciate you coming on the show. You know, is it, are there any final words you would like to say before we get up out of here? Yeah, I I, I wanted to come on the show to, for real, for real, because I feel like it's a stigma, especially on us Black men, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's a stigma, like, we don't have or care for our children, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of great Black fathers that I know, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of mentors that I had. It's a lot of coaches that I had that that had their children by themselves, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's a lot of best friends that I know that was raised by their dad single-handedly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that perspective, that angle never get uh, told. One of the best movies that recently came out was Fatherhood. I don't ah, know if you've seen yeah. it with Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, me and my girl was crying on the couch together. Like, it was <laughs> deep. Because one story that never get told that is so real is child... Um, uh, death by childbirth yeah. and that dad that has them children by yeah. himself yeah. for the rest of their life you know what I'm saying that story really don't get told that story is real you know what I'm saying yeah. uh, uh, it's a huge stigma on men not caring for uh, their children or black men not caring for their children in particular but if that wasn't the case on both sides of the sword it wouldn't be so many children that's in the foster care it yeah. wouldn't be you know what I'm saying? All these children that grow up in the foster care system, you know, they go both ways. So I, I appreciate you allowing me to come on and tell them a little bit of my story and what I got going on. You know what I'm saying? Who, who knows? My kids might see this one day and be proud. You know what I mean? That's, that's my yeah. damn daddy. Yeah, you know? I, think, I think you did real well. I think I, I enjoy hearing, you know, how you parent or co-parent. And it's good, like I see you post all the time how active you are with your kids. And, you know, I think it's awesome that you have that presence in their lives and it's definitely needed. Yeah, man, yeah, I love my babies. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, again, thank you for coming on the show. We gonna go ahead and get up out of here, but I appreciate y'all for tuning in, for rocking with me encouraging me to keep going you know y'all can follow me on social media instagram twitter facebook at kikin with coco and my website kikin with coco podcast.com and i do have shot glasses drink with coco for those of y'all that want to take a shot with me you know go ahead and get your drink with coco shot glass or I'm about to restock the I'm Black 25 8 t-shirts. 
So when I post them, be ready to buy them. So again, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, tuning in. And until next time, bye. Peace, peace, peace.